All right, we got college hoops tonight. We got Michigan, Iowa on ESPN 27 Eastern. And, and then our late game tonight, we go to Provo for a big West Coast Conference matchup. Drew Timmy leading number eight Gonzaga against BYU. Good night of hoops coming your way tonight uh, on the family of networks as we work our way towards Wild Card Weekend, which should be spectacular. You see the crew we've got here. Graziano's got the insight. Bartholomew is smashing helmets. We will hand the mallet over to Rob Ninkovich in our second hour as we continue live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Jam-packed we are, and we jump in here. We'll start with a game this hour, and it's called What Happens If? So, Bart, what happens if Lamar Jackson doesn't play Sunday for Baltimore? I think he loses all the leverage for a guaranteed contract. This would mean that he's missed 11 games in two years. I don't know how you can secure a guaranteed contract, which leads us to the franchise tag which may leave us to Lamar Jackson not being the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. We will dive more into that in just a few minutes, but it does feel that way. Ninka, what happens if Brady loses to the Cowboys Monday night? I think I will. I have no idea what he's going to do, but if I was him, I would get in my yacht, my $9 million yacht, and I would just ride off into the sunset and Mm -hmm. retire, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I do believe uh, last year I felt that he should have retired. This year he comes back as a poor season. I don't think he retires, though. I think he tries to come back. Yeah, we've already talked about Miami as a possible place that he could be plugged in. And meanwhile, let's stay with Monday Night Gras. What happens if Mike McCarthy loses that game? Well, I think they have to have a conversation next week about going forward and whether he's the coach. And Jerry Jones said this week that that wasn't the issue, that, that he's, he's got enough in the bank with Mike McCarthy, and it's not going to be a problem. But I think if they lose this game, there are conversations in the building about whether to move on. And quite frankly, look, I mean, we view the Cowboys as what Jerry says goes, but, you know, he can be talked into things by his football people like that. If, if it was what Jerry says goes, then Odell Beckham would be on the team right now. Perhaps. Right? So, so that's an interesting way of looking at it. And again, I mean, what Jerry says, at the end of the day, it at does go. At the end go. of the day, it's his decision. But he has, he has, what you're saying is he has been more measured than we usually associate with him yes. in recent years. And that's fair. So the question then becomes, is it fair to say that Mike McCarthy would deserve to lose his job? He's won 12 games each of the last two years. Yes. They lost a terrible playoff game last year in, to San Francisco. Again, the way they lost was terrible. If they lose Monday night, Ninko, would it be fair for Jerry to say, you know what, I'm making a change? Yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be, it would be fair. You look at this football team. There is a lot of money invested in that quarterback. There's a lot of money invested in their defense. You cannot expect to oh, – we got music playing. Go ahead. Okay. You can't expect to have that investment fail and not get deep into the playoffs. So with this football team and Mike McCarthy, they've been top of the league in penalties. We know the, the time management issues last year, not getting the ball to the referee and they run out of time. Yeah. There's issues that have taken place that if Mike McCarthy can't win this football game, I don't think Jerry Jones lets him get to win. You used two words earlier on this show. Oh, an epic failure. Epic failure. If they lose, it's an epic failure. If they lose to the Bucs, after everything that this team has looked like this year, we talked about their defense being super elite. Well, guess what? They don't look super elite anymore. Their offense was unbelievable. Well, then Dak starts throwing interceptions. There's issues that... With wins, we just kind of throw them under the rug. If they lose to the Bucks, 
I do believe that it's an epic failure. There was a moment in time. So, someone, Hembo, look it up for me. What, what was the date of their game against Minnesota when they beat the Vikings 40-3? to Because that was the week that everybody, our analytics said, the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the National Football League, right? So that, that feels like a very long time ago. In reality, it wasn't. What has happened? How did they get from there to a place? Cindy, put the picks up on the screen. How did they get from a place from there where everyone but me thinks they're going to lose to a team that has been mediocre is being kind to say what the Bucs have been all year. How did this happen? I mean, when you talk about how we got here, it's because it's inconsistent play on both sides of the ball, right? And it's not, you know, playing up to, you know, it's like playing down to, to your competition. And you can't do that in football. You got to, you know, you got to show that killer instinct when you're an elite football team. You don't play down to competition. You don't play close games. You take care of business. That was always a strength of, of Nico and the Patriots teams of, of, of Tom Brady. And we talk about, you use two words that really don't go with football fair in football. Yeah. Football's not fair. It's a business and it's a results business. And the result from Mike McCarthy is, you know, they won the division last year and this year they, you know, supposedly have one of the better teams. If you can't go through a playoffs that that features Purdy, a 45-year-old Tom Brady, a Cousins and a Geno, then when are you ever going to win? Because those teams and that, that conference is only going to get better as those teams get improved, improved quarterback play. So I think, you know, when you talk about it, you know, Mike McCarthy is going to have to take, you know, take the brunt of it. You talk about when the defense plays well, Quinn gets the credit. He paid Quinn that money for a reason. We've seen him do this before with Jason Garrett, pay a guy a lot of money that was up for a head coaching job because he wants to have a coach in waiting in case something happens. Somebody that understands how Dallas goes about business and Kellen Moore is another one. Are you going to let a young, great play caller that has your offense in the top five in the last two years walk out of the building and go to Carolina? Or are you going to hold Mike McCarthy accountable? People are talking to his assistants to that point, right? Dan Quinn, the, the Denver's interested in him and Carolina at minimum is interested in Kellen Moore as well. Yes, Dan? Correct. Those are all, those are those gentlemen are on those teams' lists to interview for head coach. Yes. And, and, and so give us your thought on this. I mean, you said conversations will take place. Yeah. I, I think, look, if they move on from McCarthy, I think Quinn is, is probably the leading candidate uh, to take over. That's a big if. Like, the, I, I think they have to win this game, or else even if they don't move on from him, they're putting him in a situation where this is going to hang over him all next year, um, which, again, he's been through that. He knows it. But I think, I, I think they are the team that beat the Vikings 40-3, to yeah. right? And, and they can be that team. They had better be that team because when Tampa's won their games this year, it's been, okay, you let us hang around. We're going to just Tom Brady this fourth quarter, and, and yeah. now you're going to lose. If they do that, I mean, like if, if Dak Prescott throws enough interceptions to keep Tampa in this game, a game that they, it should be a mismatch based on the talent and the records, et cetera, uh, then, then you could have a situation where it makes sense to talk about Mike McCarthy. The 40-3 to game was November 20th, by the way. So on November 21st, yeah. we were all sitting in here, and our analytics said the Cowboys are the yeah. best team in the National Football yeah. League, and we're all sitting in here talking Super Bowl, and now all of a sudden... That's least not on. Everyone's, well, that's what I mean. I mean, everyone's sitting here telling me they're going to lose to Tampa on Monday night. We'll see. Meanwhile, I want to dive back into what you said a minute ago about Lamar Jackson. This, to me, is the most important thing that's going on in the NFL right now, big picture. Lamar missed his 16th straight practice yesterday. He is not suited up since injuring his left knee on December 4th. And as you will hear right now, his coach, John Harbaugh, is just out of answers. I don't have anything to add on that. No updates at this time. Because fans do, they, they go and they say, oh, this has to be contract related. What do you say to fans that think that that's the reason of this? I don't really have anything to say to them right now because I'm focusing on the game. You know, really, I mean, that's really, 
that's what we're focusing on. So that's it, really. See, that's so important to me because and and because you put this thought in my head. And as we listen to that soundbite again, the reporter is asking him directly about the contract. He yeah. has the opportunity. John's been around the block and back a million times. He has the opportunity to say, guys, Lamar is hurt. Th that's what's going on here. This has nothing to do with the contract. And he chooses not to. He, he opts not to say that. I think that is telling Bart Scott. Yeah, I mean, because you have to ask yourself. Does Lamar say, I'm not going out there unless I get 100% because I don't have a guaranteed contract? Or is the team saying, hey, you're saying you're healthy enough to play, right? We've seen guys play through some tough things. I can remember Phillip Rivers playing with no ACL, but he was a lockdown quarterback within there. And it's ironic because this is the narrative that we had about Lamar when Greg Roman devised that, that, that offense his second year, that he wasn't around for a long time. And he's getting hurt inside the pocket, not doing something athletic. You know, something that was within the pocket that can happen to any quarterback. And the reality of it is, is Lamar Jackson, if he doesn't play, has missed six games or 11 games in two years. And how can you invest long term with that with a guaranteed contract? You know, Dan, you are one. I mean, you talk to people. I've gotten the sense from you the last two weeks here. I don't want to put words in your mouth that you really do think there is more brewing beneath the, the scenes here than everyone might necessarily know I think there is and look I mean again a high character player uh, well-run organization this could all get fixed right like they, they could come to a, a, an agreement so don't rule that out but there's something yeah you can tell the frustration of the coach right you can tell the, we know that the team thought this would be a two or three week thing and now it's a six week thing at the very least now we're talking about him missing a playoff game right in a year where they had Super Bowl ambitions so even if even if the team has no hard feelings, even if he's, well, he was hurt worse than we thought, we got to get. You still, when it comes time to go back to the negotiating table and he's looking for they guaranteed money, you're going to say, how can we guarantee money? The last two years, you couldn't finish the season. That, I think that's, I think there's a real possibility they get to an impasse and it's a franchise tag and maybe look into the possibility of trading him. If you're wondering how that works mechanically, just as Dan pointed out earlier, remember the Devontae Adams situation from a year ago. You put the tag on the player, the player figures out a contract someplace else, the team figures out a trade with that someplace else, and it works out. It's kind of like an NBA sign and trade. What do you think of all this, Ninko? Well, I, I think first and foremost, Lamar's got to make sure that he's healthy to play football. Yes. But like anything, if you have, you have to risk something. And when you play football, you're risking maybe gaining value or losing value. Right. With this injury and the way that this has progressed, he's probably lost value. When you, when you just talk about spending money on a contract for a player like Lamar, he is elite. Yes. He is their franchise. Yes. But moving forward with a knee injury, especially a PCL, because they're, they're, they're funny injuries. They're, it's not like a clear-cut ACL. A PCL is a hard injury to figure out, especially we don't know the severity of it. So a guy that uses his legs in every aspect of the game, he's not a pocket quarterback. He's not like Phillip Rivers that, yeah. that could just stand in the pocket and throw down the field. He's got to move. So he has to make sure he's healthy. And if you're the team, you have to make sure that you don't make a bad investment by paying a guy that has a bad PCL. I, I hear you. And I, I will just go back to the first thing I said. The coach had an opportunity to silence this conversation yeah. and made the conscious decision not to, which I think is telling. Again, this is a savvy coach who knows yes. what he's saying. To, 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 to understand this situation, you have to understand the organization. 
and some of the things that their superstars have played through. You talk about Terrell Suggs tearing his Achilles early in the season, coming back and playing. Ray Lewis uh, dislocating his elbow, coming back and playing. Samari Rowe having his C7 fuse where they had to move his throat over and fuse his spine. He came back for a playoff game. This is a organization that is about tough guys coming back and doing tough things. And this may be looked upon, even if he is injured, the fact that he didn't give it a go, if he doesn't give it a go, it would be looked down upon. Man, he's got 200 and something million reasons to at least be somewhat cautious about it. I think it's hard to blame him one way or another. We'll see. Again, maybe he practices today, which would surprise us all. It and sound the, like it, but maybe. The sure. narrative changes. The expectation right now, I think, is that he is not going to play Sunday night against Cincinnati. In the meantime, as we continue, more on the Cowboys. Can Dak nix the pick six? Can he be trusted when it matters most Monday night against Tampa Tom? We'll talk about that as we continue. Plus, the coaching carousel. Could Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh end up with Russell in Denver? And if so, can they fix the problem? That's next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. A massive Monday on ESPN starts with Get Up, where we will examine all the fallout from what promises to be a wild, wild card weekend in the NFL. Stephen A., Michael Irvin, and friends are in Tampa ahead of the Cowboys-Bucks game for first take with two shows at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern, while NFL Live will be in Raymond James Stadium at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's a football festival on ESPN all day Monday. That should be awesome. In the meantime, Dan Graziano, let's run the hurry up. A bunch of news out there starting in Miami. Miami Dolphins ruled out quarterback Tua Tungavailoa for this week's playoff game against Buffalo. He has still not been cleared by doctors through the concussion protocol. Uh, obviously, this opens up a lot of questions about when he might be able to come back. Uh, the Dolphins lose this week. We're talking about next year. Tua, at least his second diagnosed concussion this year, uh, has some decisions to make on his own future, but we will not see him play this week. When you are watching playoff games this week, remember, they changed the rules for overtime. 
Last year, after this game in uh, Kansas City and Buffalo, uh, Buffalo won the overtime coin toss, scored a touchdown. I'm sorry, Kansas City won the overtime coin toss, scored a touchdown. Buffalo never got the ball. They changed the rules for playoffs only. If that happens again, the team scores a touchdown, the other team will get a chance to possess the ball and tie them. Keep that in mind as you're watching playoff games this week. It did not change for the regular season, but it is changed for the postseason. And then the hottest name on the coaching market right now is probably former Saints coach Sean Payton, who has generated interest from the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Texans. Could be more teams interested in him. Remember, he remains under contract with the New Orleans Saints. Any team that wants to hire Sean Payton would have to compensate the Saints in some way. Uh, so a lot of hurdles to be cleared. He's not allowed to talk to teams until uh, next week even. So keep an eye on Sean Payton. That could be the kind of sort of white whale that holds up the rest of the coaching market for a little while until that situation gets settled. So these are the jobs that we know that are currently available. Some of them, of course, have interim coaches in place that we think may get serious consideration. Who knows? But one way or another, these are the places that firings have already taken place. We're trying to gauge here what we think are the best circumstances, and there's a variety of different ways to look at it. You see the traded away picks and everything else. So I, just as an exercise, I asked the group, of all of these, which is the best opening that exists right now? If you were a coach that had options, if you were Jim Harbaugh yeah. or Sean Payton, everybody wanted you. I asked the group, and they all struggled with it terribly. I, I put none there. As my friend Jalen Rose would say, they're open for a reason. Yeah. Right? Every one of them has some right. significant drawback to them. But Graziano, you said the Broncos. And, and, and that, that's a unique one because it's the one place where there figures there is a franchise quarterback yeah, right. in place. Mm. But in this particular case, is that the good news or is that the problem? Russell Wilson coming off a terrible season. I guess I just sort of thought he has, he has enough in the bank that maybe you could say to yourself that that's an aberration and it'll get better from here. Can't be any worse. Uh, you know, the new owners are... Walmart heirs, so there's going to be plenty of money. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's part of the appeal of that job. I, I think, you know, it, you, this was an exercise, as you point out, where you kind of have to hold your nose and make a pick. Uh, so that that's that's the one I went with. I feel like there's got to be another chapter in Russell Wilson's career that isn't just uh, this, an ugly end. That's the question. If, if it's Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, both of whom have outstanding history and track records with quarterbacks, of course. Harbaugh with a bunch of different people, obviously Payton, and the enormous success that he had with Drew Brees. Is Russell Wilson fixable? Whatever it is we've seen, is it, was it a blip, or is this the beginning of the end? Well, to me, I saw a player that was not being able to be effective like he used to from his lower body, right? It's slowing down. And, mm. you know, letting Russ Cook always had been like those off-schedule plays where he decided to use his legs and, and be able to lose people within the pocket. He just hasn't been able to do that anymore. And I don't know how that improves with going sugar-free diets or whatever you want to do when you think about what young athletes are doing, when you think about Chris Paul and stuff like that. But, you know, ironically enough, man, it's, it's crazy how Sean Payton is the, like, the white whale right now but he has the same resume as Mike McCarthy. Right? He just has a better publicist. Almost exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Almost exactly the same. McCarthy's even won the Super Bowl more recently. Exactly. By a year. With two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but yeah, yet, you know, he's the white well. Sean has sort of a star quality about him that people like one way or another. I don't know who's going to wind up getting right. any of these jobs. What I do know is that Russell Wilson is going to be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos going forward. And my question to you, Ninko, is if you were Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh or one of these guys, would you consider that the best thing about this opening no. or the problem? No. And if I was one of those guys, I wouldn't want to go to uh, a team that has a long-term quarterback that has a ton of money guaranteed. So right. you know no matter what the performance is, it's on your head to make sure that he performs at a high level. Yeah. I would rather go to somewhere like the Colts where – 
they have to go select somebody that's going to be the next player that you can help groom and come up into yeah. the league. So when you look at the Cardinals or the Broncos, you are married to the quarterback. It's true. No matter what you do. For a year. I, I think you could get out of the Russell Wilson two years, contract. Two, after two years. He's out to three years. You could, you could, Kyler you Murray. To, again. But you're not going to want to. The, the owners, owners have so much money. money. Like, they could absorb a hit. So, yes, I, I think if you're, if you're the Denver Broncos and you're trying to sell Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh or Dan Quinn or whoever on your head coaching job, you have to say it's going to come with a ton of money. It's going to come with some control. It's going to come with the promise that if it doesn't work out with Russell Wilson, it's not going to fall on you. I think the, I think the owner has to make that promise in the hire. Wait, I just want to make sure I'm clear on what we're saying. Yeah. Are we? Are, am I to believe? that I am sitting at a table filled with football analysts yeah. who are telling me Russell Wilson is not coming back from this. That this Hall of Fame trajectory that he was on for what felt like a very long time in Seattle, that those days are over. I, I think that he can be better. I don't know if he, he'll be elite. Um, and with that contract, you expect elite. Remember, if you go get Sean Payne, if you're the Denver Broncos, you got to give up a first-round draft pick. So how can you even improve your team if you're some of these other teams? You can bring in Sean Payton. They've already traded so many picks. Yeah, final word. It also goes beyond just performance. I mean, you look at the teammates and and the the things that you have to be as a quarterback. You have to lead a group of men, and they have to look at you and say, yep, I'm going to follow him in everything that he does. And you look at the Broncos right now, there's probably a lot of guys that aren't going to follow Russell Wilson. It's probably true. It's a difficult situation they have there. We'll see. We will have much more football conversation as we continue. But we do have this very serious news this morning as well. UFC President Dana White says that no one should be defending his actions after he was caught on camera on New Year's Eve in Mexico slapping his wife in a nightclub. Video of that incident showed White slapping his wife, Anne, in the face after she slapped him during a verbal altercation. White said that internal discussions regarding the incident have taken place, including with ESPN, and that he has already been dealing and will continue to deal with, quote, his punishment from the incident. What should the repercussions be? You tell me. I take 30 days off. How how does that hurt me? I mean, I told you guys when we were going through COVID, COVID could last 10 years. I could set it out and, you know what I mean? What what would be the problem? The only, it's, it's much like COVID actually, you know, uh, Me leaving hurts the company, hurts my employees, hurts the fighters. Doesn't hurt me. I could have left in 2016. You know what I mean? I don't know. What's the do? Do I need to reflect? No, I don't need to reflect. The next morning when I woke up, you know what I mean? I've been against this. I've owned this. I'm telling you that I'm wrong. Here's my punishment. I got to walk around for however long I live. Is it 10.4 years or is it another 25 years? And I got to, and I, and I got to, this is, this is how I'm labeled now. My other punishment is that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, whether it be media, fighters, friends, acquaintances who had respect for me might not have respect for me now. White's uh, primary business partners have declined to comment on the matter. ESPN, the UFC's domestic broadcast partner, has declined comment. So has Endeavor, the parent company of the UFC, and TBS, the broadcast partner of Dana White's Power Slap League. White and his wife have been married for 27 years. They have three children together. 
And I'll pause on that. We'll continue with more football conversation as we go. Are Dak Prescott's accuracy issues going to be the problem for the Cowboys Monday night in Dallas? We will get to that game and then another. Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones looking to pull off an upset that most people seem to think they have an excellent chance in that game on Sunday. We're looking ahead to the playoffs as we continue. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, or you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement macy's gift finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both you can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under you can also sort by category like fragrance handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma find top brands like studio pro model beats headphones polaroid cameras and samsung smart tvs so what are you waiting for mother's day is may 12th it'll be here before you know it Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We are back on Get Up, and so Dak Prescott and the Cowboys this season have had something of a Clint Eastwood run. It's been the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, since he came back, they're averaging the most points in the league, 32 and a half. The bad, despite playing in only 12 games, Dak actually tied for the league lead in interceptions this year. 15, which is a career high. He's thrown at least one in each of his last seven games. And then the ugly, three of those have been pick sixes. Actually, all of those have come since week 15. Those three pick sixes also tied for the most with Davis Mills in the league. He had thrown only six pick sixes his entire career, which was six years. So all of these struggles from Dak have caught the attention of our Dan Orlovsky. So Dan has a piece that you can read on ESPN.com right now, like the power rankings, if you will, sort of like the old confidence picks we used to do on Mike and Mike, with the question of the quarterbacks that are starting in the games in these playoffs. And as you see, he has Dak Prescott 12th out of the 14. He writes, he doesn't seem to be seeing the field clearly. Prescott has been too quick to leave the pocket, not putting enough faith in the protection. And you know, sometimes you see something like this and it's jarring and we wind up debating whether he's actually better than Daniel Jones or Geno Smith or Trevor Lawrence. And that, I, I, I think it's clear. None of us agree with this ranking. It just is what it is. It's his pick. He's entitled to it. That's not the way we see it. However, what is inarguable is that Dak Prescott has not played well, certainly the last month or so, and if he continues to play like that, they're going to get beat on Monday night. Yeah, what was more concerning is that 
last week that game meant something, right? So that means that it was yeah. high stakes. That was potentially for the number one you know, seed in a bye and a, and a better opportunity to win the Super Bowl. And what's disturbing even more on this pick is the play before the, the kid dropped the pick and he went back, hurried up to the line and doubled down on the mistake and it could have cost them the game, you know? So this is one of those things where you just, you question his decision-making and like, you know, to Dan's you know, point, what is he exactly seeing and why is he forcing the ball? You talk about, you know, before a couple weeks ago, I know a stat was like eight out of his 11 picks, you know, most of them were in his own territory. So those turn, you know, automatically into points. Um, and you can't win, that's not playoff football. And we thought it was going to be the lack of discipline, the, the turnovers and the penalties. But if he plays like this, it's going to be rumors and questions that, hey, Dak doesn't deserve this, 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 um, this contract. And maybe he's pushing and pressing a little bit. I'll remind everyone, and Cindy, we can put the game picks back up there again, that you know, there was a moment in time, November 20th of this season, the Cowboys beat Minnesota 40-3. to And basically the world was putting them in the Super Bowl. And our yeah. analytics were saying they were the best team in the National Football League. And basically since then it has just gone like this and the quarterback has been part of the problem. Nico, how do you explain it? And what can they do to make sure it doesn't beat them on Monday night? Well, you can't put it all on Dak's shoulders. They have to run the football. They have to play great defense. They have to stop the run things that they have not been doing. And, of course, as a quarterback, you have to take care of the football. Um, but I just want to say something about that list. Yeah. Bart Scott took a lot of heat for not having him in the top ten yeah. in the regular season. Right. Now he's not in the top ten in the playoffs. So I, I don't agree with this list considering Daniel Jones. You look at some of the statistics. Dak, Dak Prescott – Dak Prescott, sorry. His statistics – are a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks that are above them right they now. They are. So but, I don't, but I the don't turnovers agree. are a factor. And they are. Again, I wouldn't put him 12. Don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't put him 12. Yeah. But I understand. See, sometimes people think that Dan and, and the DAC thing, you know, we've had a lot of that here over the years. That is what it is. The point I'm making is it is not an overreaction, to use your favorite phrase here, Mr. Graziano, to say that Prescott's been part of the problem See, for the Cowboys, and that's the last thing in the world I ever thought I'd hear myself say. The issue is, like, we can't make a compelling argument to put him in that top five right now, which is where he absolutely should be, based on his experience level, based on his contract, based on what we've seen from him throughout the course of his career. This does not look like the Dak Prescott that we are used to seeing, and that is very worrisome. I don't understand why he won't stop throwing interceptions. He has never had this issue before in his career until this year. So you cannot, you, you cannot ignore it. Dan is making a point here, um, and, and it's a worthwhile point, that this, this quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is not playing well confidence going into level. the postseason. And, and I understand, a confidence level. Another Clint Eastwood movie, Do You Feel Lucky? <laughs> I mean, That's like, right. right like, like they, they could get a vintage Dak Prescott game and play like they did the day they beat Minnesota 40-3. to That's entirely within the, the range of potential outcomes. If they don't, though, Tom Brady could get them. You know, I'm remembering sitting here yeah. uh, before the season began, and when the whole world started looking at Philadelphia's roster and saying, boy, they're really good, the offensive line <laughs> is so good, they have all this talent, the one differentiation was, well, the Cowboys have the huge edge at quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a major question mark, and we know Dak Prescott is great. <laughs> right. Think of what a difference I, a I season. Got, I got, I got, answered I got scolded on this show. Yeah. I got scolded on this show because I said Jalen Hurts has passed Dak Prescott. So, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I just got a little vindication here. <laughs> so, I'm just soaking it in, and I'm not used to being able to be uh, proven well, right. But, there is, but of that now, there year, isn't even any question. Answered the questions about Hurts yeah. and raised fresh ones about Dak Prescott. Prescott. That's why, you know, that's why they play the game. And so this group thinks right. 
the Cowboys are going to be one and done. And as we discussed earlier, oh. that, will, if it happens, will beget a whole bunch of other questions about changes that we may see there. In the meantime, our DraftKings Sportsbook predictions are brought to you by DraftKings. And the question here is, which quarterback will have more passing yards on Monday? Will it be Dak Prescott or will it be Tom Brady? A reminder, the DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Download the app and use the code GETUP when you sign up. Another very interesting NFC game this weekend, of course, is in Minnesota. The Giants will be looking to avenge what was a very tough loss week 16 in what, in theory, could be the final game ever for both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley in New York Giants uniforms. Both players will be free agents this offseason. So before we dive into the game, and we'll put the picks up and everything in a minute, but before we dive into the game, let's just ask you this. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, are we seeing the end of their time in New York this weekend if they should get knocked out? I'm going to say no, because I think it'll be very easy for the Giants to franchise Saquon Barkley at the running back tag number, which is very affordable, and they can work on a deal with him if they want to do that. And then with Daniel Jones, I, I, think they, I think they feel very good about Daniel Jones. The question is, if you're Daniel Jones' agent, like, well, how good, like, monetarily do you feel about And And, and there, I'm, I think there's probably a point at which if his asking price goes beyond the number they're comfortable with, that it becomes a situation where they look elsewhere for quarterback. But I do believe that they, that they will attempt to bring him back and that they feel very good about what he did for them this year. Well, for those who don't know, uh, Bart hosts a local talk show in New York now on yeah. ESPN Radio in New York. So this obviously is something you're living in every single day. Should the Giants put their eggs into the Daniel Jones basket, win, lose, or draw on Sunday? Yeah, uh, at a cost, right? You talk about it measured, right? He's going to have to have some truth, sir, and understand that he can't start talking like he's Dak Prescott and changing the market. But he can get a long-term you know, type of contract. Listen, people are very bold about Daniel Jones and his ability. It seems like um, Dayball has unlocked him. He had a lot of physical traits, in my opinion, to Josh Allen. He's a more athletic quarterback than people give him credit for. He's good for the New York market. He understands how to handle the press. He's a very, very, he's the leader of this team, and the team has rallied behind him. Yeah. I think he's done enough to, 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 to vote. Well, let me say something to both of you, though, Bart. I get it. It's one, uh, uh, well, he's got to have a price. He's got to understand that. Do you know what, what he's worth? I'm going to tell you exactly what he's worth. Whatever any one team in the NFL is willing to pay him. It yeah. just takes one team to say, oh, no, we will give him a lot right. more money uh, than that, and then the Giants will have that decision to make. Well, there's a lot I, of options out there. Well, but as someone who roots for the team on the other side of town, trust me, Daniel Jones sounds awfully stable and good <laughs> right now. I'll tell you that. You also have to look at Daniel Jones and, and what he has gone through in his career. So this might be the first time that he actually feels some stability in a coach that he feels yeah. confident in to yeah. put him in the right position to maximize his potential as a football player and that's that's what every football player wants they want the ability to go on a field and feel like their coach gives them a great opportunity not only to display their skill set but to win football games because that's how you create legacy so if he wants to continue to stay with the Giants maybe he has to realize I might not go make as much as I want to make. New York, maybe get it off that field money is real good. Off that field money, but going somewhere else probably isn't probably the best thing for his future career move. In the meantime, Cindy, put the picks up there. Uh, There's another one. Everyone here but me likes the Giants. Why, Ninka? Why are the Giants going to win this game? You you look at the last matchup. You know, the Vikings won by a field goal, a 60-yard field goal. If you watched that game, that was a really hard-fought football game Mm -hmm. for the Giants. You know, Daniel Jones played really well. Saquon had 22 touches for 133 yards. He had six yards a carry. So Mm -hmm. 
this is going to be a statement game for Barkley for his career in the, with the Giants because if they're going to have to evaluate if we win a playoff game because of Barkley, we might have to invest in keeping this guy around. Very quickly, why do they win? Why do the Giants win? Coaching and they're healthy. You know, you talked about Dayball the other day saying we have everybody at practice, and that was on Wednesday. So you talk about a Dory Jackson coming back, McKinley coming back, Justin Jefferson really lit, lit them up. You know, Leonard Williams is there, Dexter Lawrence is all pro. So if they can make them one-dimensional and, and be able to put more you know, resources into stopping Justin Jefferson and not let him go off, I mean, they, they can slow him down. Minnesota defense is horrible. It's two games in a row. Where I'm being I'm, generous. I'm the lone wolf on this one here. I'm the only one taking Dallas. I'm the only one taking Minnesota. We'll see what happens. We, we hope you will take some hockey tonight. We got a hockey night matchup this evening on ESPN. Austin Matthews and the Leafs taking on the Red Wings. Our coverage starts 7 Eastern from Hockey Town tonight. As we continue here on Get Up, has Aaron Rodgers taken his last snap at Lambeau Field? Should the Packers be involved in making that decision for him? We'll talk about it. Plus, the show must go on. Our big buddy Damian Woody lost his voice this morning, but he gave us his permission to take the mallet, which Ninko will, and he will smash the NFC playoff helmets. We're making our picks coming up next. And let's see how Graziano does against Hembo today. Here's the question. Who is the only quarterback to beat another quarterback twice on wild card weekend? Hembo says he wants both quarterbacks, the winner and the loser. Next, get up on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we're having a lot of discussion over whether we like the question or not, and generally we don't. Uh, who is the only quarterback to beat another quarterback twice on Wild Card Weekend? It's interesting that it's only happened one time before. The randomness of it. It took me a while to understand the question. That's right? the problem. That's so it's like, you know, if you play. Anyway, I, I know that, like, Roethlisberger, I think, lost the most wild card weekend games. Yeah, it's not him. It's not. All right. Yeah. Well, I was going to guess Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger. So, I don't know. Peyton Manning and Joe Flacco. Oh, you were so close. What? It's Peyton Manning and Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer. I know, which makes it a terrible question. Yeah, Hembo, what? here's what you need to understand Hembo is a very small man. And he lost man. the first couple, right? Of yeah. The year, so he, he needs to win. <laughs> 
He's had a losing so streak. Throw going. me a Jake Plummer question. Yeah. So the, right. it's, it's Peyton Manning beat Jake Plummer on Wild Card Weekends, uh, back-to-back seasons, 2003 yeah, I was and 2000. The Red Sox those years. So. I don't like it. Really? I, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. I, I don't even think that should count on the scoreboard. No, I'm disqualifying it. No, nope, I'm disqualifying it. That's not even it's counting. Show. It's, it's my show. show. It doesn't count. He can Hembo, make the rules. That question stuck. Sorry, Hembo. Next up. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has lost and won a lot of wild card weekend games, but this year he's not there. And stop me if you've heard this before, but Aaron Rodgers' future is up in the air. After losing to Detroit on Sunday night, he was non-committal about what comes next. You know who wasn't? Chris Canty. Yesterday, here on Get Up. Listen to this take. They're a lot closer to a rebuild than a championship. And I'm sorry, I'm not paying a quarterback $60 million in 2023 if we're not going to be in championship contention. And it just seems like this is the time to transition away from Aaron Rodgers because even with him, you're not competing at a high level. So that's a fascinating take. Now, it should be made clear that that isn't up to them, right? Mm -hmm. All Aaron Rodgers has to do is say, I'm in. Right. And they owe him $60 million no matter what happens, right? Yes. So they don't really have the option of moving on from him one way or the other. But it it does still, Ninko, bring up an interesting question, which is, is this team actually closer to rebuilding than it is getting back to a championship? No. You know, I, I look at the receiving core this year and what they're able to do as a young group. And I'm, I'm optimistic that, that this offense can make a step forward with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. Um, and I think if he is not, then they're not in a, in a place to push, off, push for a playoff run um, deep in the playoffs. And you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be the quarterback there. And, mm-hmm. you know, Canty was saying, oh, we don't want, we're gonna, we don't want to pay $60 million for Right. Oh, you're going to pay $60 million. Yeah. It's 100% guaranteed you're going to pay $60 million. And Aaron Rodgers, if you're sitting at his house right now relaxing, you know, there's 60 million reasons why he's going to be the starting quarterback uh, for the Green Bay Packers next year. So I don't see him retiring, but I do think that with him coming back next year and the progression of this young group of receivers that we saw a lot of good things from at the end of the season – they could be a really good football team. Just so you know, Cindy, our director, I'm hearing literally everything you say. In the meantime, Bart, let me come to you here if I can, uh, which is do you agree with that? Are they closer to rebuilding than they are to reloading? Well, I, I have to disagree. Remember, Rashawn Gary got hurt. They got two great pass rushers. You know, Quay Walker's going to take the next step. They have the best, one of the best corners in the game is Zaire Alexander. They got a great left tackle and back to Erie. That's the check, right? They have two good running backs. And then if these young uh, receivers can come along, you have a three-time or four-time MVP, I think that they still can compete. There were a couple of games from, you know, winning, you know going to the playoffs. They, they won and they were in. And they still have an opportunity. But I think they have to do something out of character, something that we're not accustomed to. I'm doing. I remember they were the team that brought you know brought over um, Reggie um, Reggie White. Yeah. Right. So if they are willing to kind of go back and spend money in free agents, you know that's not on their team and, and, and go in instead of going the development route and go all in for Aaron Rodgers. I think this is a team that can make a big jump with two or three big splash you know free agencies and, and a solid draft. I love it. But here's the thing, Dan Graziano. I feel like I have beseeched you to do that multiple seasons in a row. It's just not the way they do business. The first right? time for everything, Grant. Yeah, absolutely. And look, could they make a targeted addition here and there? But we've seen them pursue guys and then just come up short because they're willing to only go to a point. They have a very clear team-building philosophy. They feel like they have a very good young defense. They think their two rookie wide receivers showed a lot this year and will only improve. They probably have to reinforce the offensive line. And I would expect them to do that in the draft, which is how they – 
that, that's central to their player acquisition philosophy. So uh, the one wild card is if Rodgers comes back, like, can you get something for Jordan Love, right? Something of value, either what a player he? or right? – that's what I don't know. I, I, is there enough quarterback demand? Are there teams that – that, uh, that like him enough. So Are there? Uh, yeah, Maybe. I mean, there's certainly enough quarterback demand. There's certainly enough spots where, where they need a quarterback. The little bit that the we've beholder. seen of, of him. Is, is there something there? No. I, I, listen, I, I don't have any confidence in who he is as a player. If he can, you know, make it through an entire season, once defense adjusts to the adjustment, can he adjust? We don't know. He doesn't have any experience, so you can't go with that. All this is not up to Rodgers one way or the other, right? I mean, the, he doesn't get to decide he wants to go play someplace else. Well, it's too complicated. I mean, I guess he could force he the could. issue. But at yeah. the end of the day, he's got 60 million reasons I not think to. the overwhelming likelihood is that he's back in Green Bay, and, and the number two most likely outcome is that he decides he wants to retire. All right, we will see. One way or another, I do know this. He's not involved in the NFC playoffs this year, but six teams are getting set to play this weekend, and it's time for Ninko to smash some helmets. Yes. Welcome to the most dangerous this segment. Very- Big man, tiny helmet. Who's getting smashed? Tom Brady's not going to like that. That was an excellent <laughs> That stung a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's shrapnel everywhere. How? Back up a little bit. Okay. How about that? That's why he's out of here. There's no coming back from that. I- All right, here we go. So, again, here's the situation. Damian Woody is home. He lost his voice, but he gave us permission to use the mallet, the sacred mallet. It's a sacred. To smash the helmets. We did the AFC games earlier today. Bart smashed those. Ninko is now going to smash the NFC helmets. Okay, here we go. First game. Let's do it. Cowboys. Bucks, the big one, Monday night. Maybe Mike McCarthy's oh. job. Maybe Tom Brady's last game. Who's going to lose? This is a big deal. So first I need to pump up a little bit. Uh-oh. Art's going to help me out. Coach me, coach. Pump it up, pump it up, pump coach it up. Me, Here coach. we go. All right. We're going with the Cowboys going yeah. down. Oh. oh, yes. That hit a light. I love it. Cowboys are going down. We got shrapnel. We got shrapnel. I, I got shrapnel. Dude. I'm hit. I'm hit. Uh, let me to turn it. Yes. Uh, emergency. Uh, I'm, uh, announcement. Repeat. The host has been hit. I've been hit by shrapnel, and it's sticky with glue. Oh, oh no. That glue's no. not coming off, Greeny. Oh, Look, goof off. You'll be all right. The dry cleaning bill is going to be significant. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so you've smashed the Cowboys. They're yeah. out. You yeah. have Tampa Tom. Yeah, but he's my off. friend. Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, next game, 49ers, Seahawks. Niners have been outstanding. They're division rivals. Geno Smith, great year. <sighs> Who's getting smashed? I, I'm going with I'm going oh. with Geno. <laughs> wow. We hit a computer. Yeah, I think the 49ers defense is just too good. Going with the 49ers, and I know Brock Purdy's played really well. Really well. Yeah. Um, he knows a Pro Bowler. I, you know what? I don't care. I'm going Surprise with the 49ers. Anybody else that Ninko is is uh, pulling the china shop on this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. He's trashing the studio. It's a pretty good little game here. Yeah, Giants like Vikings. Fascinating game. Oh, very in fascinating. Minnesota. It's only a three know. point spread. I, you talked about this. Yeah. Hey, I, you know who I'm going with here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. That's, that one stuck. So I'm going. No, I like it. Yeah. They're resilient. The Vikings. Yeah, that's that's very. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a cold yeah, game. It's hard to beat. <laughs> I was hoping for uh, three helmets to fly off into the atmosphere here. But, yeah, you look at the Giants right now. Um, the last matchup, they only won by three. That was the Vikings. I, I, I feel like this running game in Barkley, they could take over. So, so here's the question I have for you. You see the picks here. Again, earlier this morning, Bart Scott did the AFC picks. Who is the better smasher? Obviously, this is D. Wood's domain. He will always be the best. It's but who really did the better smasher? Question of, uh, I have an angry – hold on one second. I just want to get this. It's it's not going off. Hard is the more efficient smasher. Yeah. Right? He had that short stroke, right? And it, but but 
Nico more theatrical. It really yeah. depends on what you're looking for. Now, really. this, ma- this match has been accomplished, and it has been delightful. All right, the stage is set. The playoffs are on the way, and first take is coming up next this morning. What should the Ravens do about Lamar Jackson, and is Mike McCarthy coaching for his job on Monday night? First take, Molly, Stephen A., Dan Orlovsky on the way here on ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, big games and events continue to highlight our calendar in January. The Spanish Super Cup final is Sunday. We got the Monday night wildcard playoff game. It's a great one, Cowboys and Tom Brady. We got UFC 282 on Saturday the 21st. A little bit of everything this month on ESPN, ABC, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. Meanwhile, we are one month today from the Super Bowl. And so we have asked everyone for their Super Bowl picks. I've made the point repeatedly. I've got Kansas City and San Francisco. Graziano, you see Ninkovich. Bart Scott, you got the Bengals and the 49ers. Yeah, man, a rematch of um, the John Candy Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah, I know my history, Boomer. Graziano sees that as well. Ninko, how about it? Yeah, I like Buffalo and Eagles here. Granted, I know there's a lot of Patriot fans that are like, why are you cheering for the Buffalo fans and want to see them in the, in the Super Bowl? I want to see them in the Super Bowl. I want to see Buffalo win a Super Bowl. It would be great for the city. How about it, uh, Graziano, your pick? I mean, one of these teams is on a 10-game winning streak. The other's on an 8-game winning streak. The two hottest teams, I think they're the two best teams. All right, it's been great fun today. Thank you for getting up with us. We'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow. First take starts now.